Hello, this is Len Tengis welcoming you to the iPodcast AGCMO Weekly Podcast. In each episode, we'll feature information about a contractor, specialty contractor, supplier, contracting agency, owner, or legislative or regulatory issue pertinent to the construction industry in Missouri. We'll feature industry professionals and other construction industry representatives to help our listeners stay up to date with current and future trends in construction. So here we go. Welcome back to iPodcast AGCMO. Today's guest is Bill Brown from Ben Hur Construction. Bill and I have known each other for 25, 30 years. So, Bill, thanks for being here today. Thanks for having me, Len. You and I both were a little less gray when we first met. So, why don't you talk to me a little bit about how you got into the industry, what your background is, and how okay. you got from then till now? Sure. Well, Ben Hur Construction Company is a I'm third generation. My grandfather started the company in 1909, so we've been around for a while. He was a union iron worker. I'm third generation union iron worker. He joined the union in 1903. His older brother, Giles, joined the union in 1898. So we've had union... uh, presence in the iron workers in three centuries so that's we're kind of proud of that so uh, when I got out of the Marine Corps uh, I needed a job and uh, <laughs> I was going to go to school on the GI Bill and I got a permit with the iron workers and eventually got into the iron workers union but got to work on some pretty neat jobs and uh, learned the trade uh, made some great wonderful friends in the iron workers and uh Met some wonderful contractors here in St. Louis and great people who helped me. Uh, Ray Peeper, uh, Ed Calcaterra, John Israel, Bill Pemberton, you name it, guys who, for whatever the reason, helped me out. And I wasn't really a, their competitor, but you know, I worked for different construction companies and they got me involved in the AGC. And eventually I became uh, chairman of what was the. Uh, then called the Manpower and Training Committee. I think they call it Workforce Development now. And, and I think uh, that's where we first met was <clears> on that committee. Right. I was 39. I was the youngest chairman of a national AGC committee in, uh, at the time that they'd ever had. And uh, I've been involved in uh, AGC work and construction industry support work a lot. And believe me, it does pay dividends. Uh, uh, it's not like you're wasting your time because you're not. You're really building up relationships. Now, how long did you work in the field before you went into the office then? I started in uh, 73, and I went in the office in 87. So you had 14, 13 years out mm-hmm. in the field, and good experience, huh? I still, got my, I still got my belt in the truck, so, so just in case <laughs> things don't work out. You know? It still has the same size, right? Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> So you moved into the you moved into the office mm-hmm. and I, and I I know you worked with your dad for a long time yes. with John for a long time and he's uh, gone on now and and you're still so you've been operating a business for how long? I've been working for Ben Hur for 52 years off and on. I started as a kid in high school and then left to go to uh, service and then came back. But 1967 is when I actually started working for the company. And I'm still there. So now, what are some of the things in your experience now of what you're doing with Ben Hur? You know, the industry's changed a lot since you and I were both out in the field. What are some of the things that 
as an experienced construction professional sort of keep you up at night or are a concern for you for the next generation of folks who are following behind you? Well, one of the things, and, and you're, you know this because you were a union craftsman yourself, I think it's really difficult for young men and women to uh, really excel in our industry if they haven't had any hands-on experience. If you haven't sawed a, a piece of plywood in half or built a form or stuck a bolt in the hole or hooked on in a raising gang or connected, it's hard for you to visualize. You can stand there and look at it all day long, but unless you're actually have done it, you learn what the capacity of a man or woman is for doing this type of work. How much? How many sheets of deck can they lay in a day? You know, before they're to- totally worn out. How hot can it be before they get sick? How cold can it be before they can't stand it? it, it people who don't have that exposure to me uh, really miss a great opportunity to understand the business in be- greater depth. And and now there are so many of these young men and women who come out of school who have a great, excellent education. They're wonderful engineers, construction management folks, but they don't have any practical knowledge. And and, and I find that missing in our industry right now today. And uh, one of the things that AGC does is they promote that practical knowledge and the relationships with the unions and the workers, and uh, that's one of the reasons why uh, Ben-Hur has profited so much from this relationship is because we have that exposure here, and we continue to maintain it. And St. Louis is still a union town, and I think that our uh, relationships with the unions in the past six to nine years have really developed into what I think is a totally wonderful good and workable situations. So I'm just happy to be a part of this uh, initiative. It's what a friend of mine used to call trade validity, mm-hmm. that when you are involved with labor or you're involved with running your company, that you understand what really goes on out in the field. Yeah, and part of it, too, is you get to make some wonderful friendships. And um, I still talk to all the iron <laughs> workers. I work with some of their grandfathers and their dads, but uh, they, they're they wonderful people and they're great friends. And this this thing of uh, get the contractor and he's the man and get the man, and all, that, that, that was 1965. <laughs> yeah. None well, of that stuff exists anymore. And you've been involved <clears throat> nationally with the Impact Group. I mm-hmm. think you were involved when that entity first started, yep. and I think you've been really involved in that. So maybe... If you could share with the listeners what IMPACT is, I know it's an acronym for something. and It's the Iron it, Worker Management Progressive Action Cooperative Trust. <laughs> and what does that group do? Well, we are the Iron Worker Labor Management Group for North America. We have Canadian contractors and, and local unions as well. The, the, the International Association of Iron Workers uh, is over. We work on issues that are important to labor and management, and it's surprisingly because 95% of everything we do is just as important to labor as it is to management. So there's a lot to do out there. Like market development, like unfunded pension liability. we We have a huge marketing development effort going on right now, and it's paying dividends. We have a 
wonderful diversity program for boots on the ground now. We've hired a, a lady named Vicki O'Leary, uh, who's an iron worker from Local One in Chicago, and uh, she's our officer of diversity. She's also a general organizer, so she's the highest ranking female in the iron worker, uh, iron worker International. She's a wonderful person. She's actually been to St. Louis a couple times to help us with some issues relative to recruiting recruiting and, and that and that she's getting ready to come back to help us with the the bureau of prisons and uh to f- get people who are getting out of prison to come into our apprenticeship program and training programs so we work on insurance issues pension uh reform craft training the um national iron workers national training fund is funded by impact and so we spend several millions of dollars a year developing curriculum and maintaining curriculum and training our trainers and all those sort of things that we do and which we think is probably the most important thing that we do is is have good apprenticeship programs and training so that's kind of the strength of impact now one of the things that we reached out to you to do this year was help as the chairman of the Labor Policy Committee for AGC of mm-hmm. Missouri. We have had a, a series of labor contracts that have been negotiated over the last 18 months. We needed somebody at the helm with some trade experience and some trade validity and background in labor relations, and you helped out there. So could you kind of share a little bit about how that whole process went of putting all those labor agreements together this year? I think we're Right at the end of the road for 2019. Now, right, so. I think we're done for this year. We just settled the Ironworkers 396 a couple of weeks ago, uh, which I think was our 10th contract. It's very interesting because I'm mostly uh, involved with the Ironworkers uh, Union and their matters of concern. Although we are a multi-craft employer, we hire carpenters and laborers and operators and teamsters and different crafts. Uh, but I've never been involved in their negotiations as deeply as I have since I became uh, chairman of labor policy. And uh, it's interesting to see what labor and management can accomplish working together. And, and you've got a wonderful guy in Anthony Lencia that he's, uh, he's a diplomat and he represents the AGC and our contractors very well. And as you know, during union negotiations, things can get a little tense sometimes. Really? Uh, yeah. <laughs> Surprise, surprise. <laughs> but Anthony, he'd let it just rub right off his back and wouldn't get offended and didn't get mad and when his voice level wouldn't go up. And he did a real good job of uh, carrying messages representing the AGC that individual contractors might not have carried. So that's part of the strength of the AGC is because you're representing so many contractors and so many disciplines that... Uh, it's really been an eye-opening experience, and uh, as I get closer to the ninth inning of my career here than I am the first pitch, gee, I wish I'd have known a lot of this stuff 30 <laughs> years ago. Well, and I think I think the whole secret of that negotiations is really trying to stay focused on needs. What do you need? What do I need? Mm-hmm. How do we stay focused on what do we both need to make the industry stronger and better rather than devolve into a lot of these personal issues that I think, as you said, were back in the 1960s? Well, and I, I really noticed that a lot, too, because when we're dealing with organized labor, they, they know what we need. They know what the owners expect from union construction. And it's not so much anymore you and me, it's us. And if a union contractor doesn't get the job, 
a union carpenter or iron worker doesn't get the job either and vice versa. So we're all on the same uh, ship here and we're all trying to get to the same place. And so much of the bad stuff about unions and management relationship that's floating out there from people who don't really understand it, that does bother me. And, and, you know, that's why groups like AGC Exist, Impact, NECA, SMACnet, is to get the, the good news out there that we're, we're not fighting with each other anymore. We're, we're working together. And I believe that all craft workers have a right to bargain collectively. And I also believe that all contractors uh, need to respect that right and go into negotiations with them with an open mind and listen to their wants and needs, which they have. And conversely, I think now for the past several years, several contracts, uh, the unions have been open and, and understanding. And in fact, they, they know where we need to go before we tell them. It's a changing marketplace for sure. You know, AGC in Missouri is comprised of both collectively bargained contractors and open shop mm-hmm. contractors. And it's a competitive marketplace and everybody's got to get out there, compete every day one way or the other. And I think that's a change that's really occurred in the market. And it has. And, you know, I really think that the conception that used to be out there of union or, or, you know, was more expensive and union was this and union was that versus open shop that could do this and that and that. I think that gap has really narrowed. We're a union contractor by choice. Okay. Mm -hmm. And uh, the open shop guys are open shop by choice. They uh, do what works for them. You know, it's, it's, it's amazing. I was telling somebody during one of our negotiating sessions and during a caucus, you know, the union seems like they're always on the same page. You know, they'll have 20 guys there, and they are all marching to the same cadence. Contractors are Mustangs. You know, mm-hmm. they're all different. They're all it's their money, their investment, and nobody's going to tell a contractor what to do. And somehow you get from that to the solidarity of a union, and we work it out. And it's just great to see the dynamics and the interaction and. And I have to say the respect, the contractors respect the union leaders. And I think they, I don't think they do. I know they respect the contractors. So it's uh, like we said earlier, you may have a few tense moments over a few things. But uh, I'll tell you this, the gray-haired guys get it. (laughs) (laughs) And you get some young guys in there that are just learning what it is and they want to get their names in the minutes and all that kind of stuff. Overall, I would have to say that uh, negotiations for all these contracts went very well, and I think it was because of the respect that both sides had for each other, and the AGC is the facilitator of that. Well, as we wrap up here, Bill, is there anything else you'd like to share with the listeners about where Ben-Hur is going or the benefits of AGC or what's going on with organized labor as we bring this to a close? Well, our company gets older and older, and we've got some new ownership structure and uh, that brings uh, some new things to the table. We've expanded through the years. We started out as a steel erector and now we're a steel erector. We're a fabricator. We're a general contractor. We're a um, industrial contractor. Uh, We're looking at a few other new things right now. I think to make it for 110 years, uh, you got to be dynamic and you can't say, well, that's the way we've always done it. So And we'll make mistakes. We always do. We try some things. Sometimes it don't work out. 
but we're not afraid to try them, and we're smart enough to know if it's not working out to quit doing that and do something else. Part of the thing that keeps us all together and keeps our contractor community together and all the subcontractors here in, in uh, the state of Missouri is the AGC and uh, gives us an opportunity to meet with our clients uh, as a subcontractor would be a general contractor or uh, to meet with our owners because the owners are active and, and uh, it's great going to an AGC meeting and meeting with Ameren or Budweiser or Boeing or somebody like that and they'll tell you hey you know guys here's what we need on our projects and mm-hmm. you know instead of guessing they tell us and then that and AGC is the forum for getting it done so uh we appreciate that relationship and what it brings to uh, our construction c- community here. Well, Bill, I think on behalf of all the members of AGC who take advantage of our collective bargaining services, thank you because I know it takes a lot of volunteer time to sit through all the labor negotiations and consider all the issues that come up there. So thanks a million. I know that uh, on behalf of our staff and, and those folks, thanks for your time. And thank you, Lynn, for everything you've done for uh, – labor management and the AGC and training. I first met you when you were involved in the apprenticeship piece. You've recognized and understood what it took for this thing to evolve into what we are now. And you you, you led us there and uh, you've worked with some pretty good contractors through the years uh, and got a lot of good things done. So thank you. We've had great volunteer leadership throughout the years. It's been a, a true pleasure. So thanks again, Bill. Thanks again for listening. It's easy to subscribe to iPodcast AGCMO in the iTunes Store or on Google Play. As always, you can visit us at agcmo.org for additional downloads and information. Thank you.